Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to The Front Porch. My name is Dennis Rogers, and as always, I'm joined by the one and only Michael Daniels. How's it going, Mike? We've got two more days. Thank goodness. Two, two more days? Thank goodness there's only one, one and only me. D- day after tomorrow. That was a lame movie, but... Uh, yeah, that was a lame a movie. Good, a good sentiment for the imminent Gen Con. Right, and, and I know our listeners are already completely, you know, feeling the uh, their reverb from all of their exhaustion from going to Gen Con themselves when they're listening to this because we're we're, we're going to be re- posting this afterwards. But for Dennis and I, we're, yeah, this won't, we're this won't just be. getting ready. We're just getting ready for that. The, that uh, the, the hype is strong. So you you got everything done you need to do. You list all your items. You pack your car. You roll nope. a character for uh, Fox's D&D thing. Nothing. And thank God Fox will be stuff. hearing this afterwards, but nothing. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm excited that t- tomorrow I'm going to spend my lunch hour at work. I'm going to, I'm going to work on Fox's character and do a few other things. Um, uh, I also have one thing that was probably weighing on my mind more than anything for prep that I didn't do anything for because I was, I just been overwhelmed was getting the, the Lord of the Rings deck built. And then mm-hmm, mm-hmm. was it David today or something? He said like, Oh, we'll just, we'll just build it when we're there. I was like, whoo, that's one extra thing I don't have to think about. <laughs> Well, yeah, that was I. I was I that asked you? That yeah. Because, well, the trouble is that event is Thursday at like ten. So right. if if we want to build decks, that when we're all together, it has to be like Thursday morning before ten, or like Wednesday night before or after Fox's D and D thing. And David won't be there till like eight thirty, so it would have to be after. Yeah. Um, but if you know, if that's what we want to do, I'm, I'm I, fine with that. I, I think that would be fun. That's that's going to be fun. I'm going to bring, I don't have as much many cards as you do, but I've got a good amount and they all fit into one box. And I'm happy to pack that. It's always um, a good thing. I'm only going to bring like three games. It's it's great because I, I want to, for Gen Con prep, some of the things I want to do a lot is to um, uh, bring games. You know, like, oh, well, I want to play this X, Y, or Z. But, but realistically, mm-hmm. it's not like um, ICG Con where everyone comes and has a million games that everybody has and brings play a bunch them. of games. Pe- people almost always, especially um, our buddy Trotsky, who is a who's a neophile, they always want to play something new. Like right. you show up with a game that's like, geez, two or three years old. What what are you even doing? Go home. Right, and, and it's it's nice for Trotsky that he'll have several, and he'll have many of them at the at the beginning. And and you know he has hit or miss games every once in a while, but. You know, his hits are pretty are usually pretty good. You know, you see things like Potion Explosion came out of a couple of years ago and, and I may mm-hmm. never have seen that, but he, he brought it right? he was excited to buy it and bought it and then we played it that night and and people come back and you know, oh that was fun and that was fun. And even though I don't don't get to play it with everybody at Gen Con, at least I get a little bit of a mini review, you know, or like in the Yeah, future yeah. Whether it's whether it's instinct or research, like Trotsky has a pretty good sense for What's I mean? He's definitely bought games that that I don't like that aren't yeah. my you know particular cup of tea. But there are certain game styles, game mechanics that I just don't. They just they just don't really do it for me. You know whether it's if it's a lot of betrayal kind of stuff or any of that. It just doesn't it doesn't work for me. You know I'm not in the right frame of mind for it, whatever. But there are so many there are so many that um that he's found that he's picked up that are that are just great stuff like. King of Tokyo, or um, of course, I'm drawing a complete blank right now. But just yeah, great, the, you know, the great ones versus there, minions, there, but... or 
Well, the, so sorry. that's that's what I, I don't have to prep for. I guess is the, the long and short of that. I don't I don't have to prep games, um, mm-hmm. and and I'm I've gotten pretty good at packing small so I can fit everything into a smaller thing. Um, and uh, well, yeah, because you're probably going to go home with stuff. Yes, right, exactly. That's actually something that's really important about packing when you pack for Gen Con is that you you probably will bring a whole bunch of stuff back. So overpacking is probably a, especially if you just fit things into the car, which I've done several years in the past. Is I've got pretty big full car i don't pull half the games out and then or the stuff that i don't need so overpacking i guess it's a general travel thing though overpacking well and is not you're good. also driving a mustang so your trunk is like a shoebox. <laughs> it's not that bad it's actually okay but um the my the, another reason i have to pack light is because i'm i'm being um i'm doing caravan i'm, I'm taking our, our, our friend pete and our friend justin is going to go with it so i've got to get yeah. their stuff in there and Hopefully my Mustang will not get the floor melted out from it from all of Pete's uh, hot burritos that he's going to make for us all. So oh right right right. right. I, I hear that you're a burrito man too. Is it? Yeah it's right? yeah. After after last year of um you know Pete was was uh, generous enough to to bring to prepare and bring uh, freezer burritos, all of which were spicy as hell. Oh man. Like the the less spicy version of Pete's burritos had like. A smaller amount of habaneros in them right and so i was like okay this year i'm gonna bring burritos and they're all gonna be they're not they're not mild it's not like i took a tortilla and filled it with rice and and potatoes yeah um but for the most part like there are some of them are chorizo so the meat is seasoned and some of those have a little bit of jalapeno in them but not all of them so they'll they're from like they're all in the middle range, like middle, some a little bit milder, some a little bit hotter. Nothing that's going to be insane. And, and do you and do you have a lot of those? Because I have a feeling that I may not even <laughs> bring any food and just eat those all the time. Um, I I had so many ideas and then different variations. I ended up with like seventy five burritos. <laughs> so I'm I might not bring all of those because that's like. What is that for 12? Uh, the math is hard there. It's like it's like six or seven a person for four days. Like, that's too many. Um, that's, yeah, that's that's too many. I don't think we're going to eat that many. That's, but, that's but too many. It's oh, good to have over, more. And then Pete will bring his. The, so, I, th- yeah. I think over half of them are breakfast burritos, which was intentional for me. I'm like, the, the meal that people are most likely to want to eat something at the house is breakfast. Right. Um, we'll go out for lunch and often go out for dinner or order pizza. Um, but breakfast is a little more um, tricky, right? Well, you know the thing about the, those burritos. I, without going, we're going into food here too much. But is that I'll grab one of those burritos and then I'll also probably put one in my backpack and take it for the day. So that's that's a, you're, you're nourishing it'll, me me throughout the day. I appreciate it'll, that. It'll it'll just thaw out over the course of the day walking around in that Ex- sweaty exactly. convention hall. Uh, so no, the, the the prep I haven't done enough of, and I it's it's funny. A lot of my friends that I've been talking to. From our friend circle and other ones are are for some reason this summer must have been busy for everyone, but it's just the whole uh, everyone is scrambling at the last minute. I don't know what what the story is there, but uh, it's it's really um, everyone's kind of waiting until the last minute and getting things done. So I, 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 I think feel what like, we'll see I this like gym this year is a lot of people so, just throwing stuff together. So I asked you um, I asked you about Fox's D and D thing. I made my character just a couple hours ago. Oh, see, so, um, see, you're already ahead of me. Last minute, um, I I made all those burritos over the last couple days, but 
I did not finish my um, auction item prep, and the and the registration window ended yesterday. So I'm like, well, on the one hand, I'm not going to be able to try and sell any of this stuff, but on the other hand, I'm like, well, I don't have to care about this now, and I don't have to pack any of it. Like, I am not sure if I'm going to bring anything down besides um, the Lord of the Rings living card game. Like, I don't think... I mean, for all the reasons you said, like people are going to buy new games, so why necessary? I might, I might maybe bring down Legendary, because uh, I want to look for um, any of the expansions for that used or discounted in any way. And, and David, David and Andrew game. play that, right? Yeah, they they play it. Um, our brother-in-law Phil really likes it. Um, well, that, the reason I ask is that, like, if we're all sitting around not doing anything. Um, I, I'm up, I'm always up for legendary. So if, uh, you know, the three of you want to like, this is pick up a game. We can always throw up that one legendary. So that's, that's definitely a fun. Yeah. Game to play. Yeah. That's true. So, so I'll probably bring those. Um, so what else? I thought I had another thing on Gen Con prep, but, um, my mind just went completely blank. Why don't we take a minute and talk about our good news? Good news, everyone. Love the good news. Um, unless you have more, unless you have something else on Gen Con. No, no, no. I mean, I'm we'll, sure. We'll, I have a feeling we'll be we'll be Gen peppering Con in Gen Con here. Two shows, right? So you know, I I can't avoid the Gen Con stuff. Um, well, my good news is uh, it'll just be a short one. Um, uh, I got to go on into uh, to Florida last week with my girlfriend, and it was a good time. Went to Pensacola. It was a good time. Nice, uh, nice weather. Beautiful place. If you never get to go out there, it, it's it's awesome. And if uh, you know, you're, you're using you're using a lot of words that I've never heard used to describe Florida. <laughs> you know, I, I know that you were giving it a harsh time earlier, but uh, if no, I can, none of those I headlines the... like Florida the, about Florida man, Florida man breaks into convenience store <laughs> carrying an alligator and pointing it at people. Or yeah, I'm not saying that the the, the locals like aren't 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 crazy, but. Um, you know, it, my advice for people going to on a vacation is to make it, you know, uh, a nice and easy thing and go with somebody that, that you really like to go with. And, and it's it's awesome. And I had a great time. So uh, Florida Sun, beaches, uh, nice little restaurants, intimate times. It's, it's great. That was that's definitely good news for the week. I loved it. How about you? What do you, what do you got going on for good news? All right. So um, in the just just briefly personal part of good news i had my my birthday last week it's always mildly i don't want to say depressing because there are people with actual depression but i just don't really enjoy getting a year older it's kind of a bummer <laughs> every but, year uh, it's not we, your thing we had a low-key you know we went out for for wings and, and stuff me and uh, my family who are here and um in addition to the latest uh, set of expansions that I bought on eBay for Lord of the Rings, the card game. My parents got me two of the Saga expansions that I had on my Amazon wish list. So oh, that's good. I that's good. I now finally have uh, the first part of the two-part uh, The Hobbit Saga series. And so I can play that. My original box set had just the second half of that. And I'm like, why would you just buy the second half? That doesn't make any sense. 
Like, it's a saga. It goes in a story, in order. Of course, I have parts two, three, and six of the Lord of the Rings series, so I guess that right. just happens sometimes. But um, that's the that's the, my personal good news. And then in a more generally applicable uh, sense of good news, we have finally published the first episode of our new podcast. I know. Pretty cool. We got, we're, we're starting it, our syndicated network already. Yeah. Yeah. Our, our, we're going to call it PorchNet. PorchNet. Here first. That Pro- totally makes not. sense. Right. This, um, is the, this just got we, released to me. So guys, so now you hear it first. Den- Dennis saying <laughs> creating PorchNet. Um, we, we, we've called the show Klingons and Dragons. Um, I did that to make it a little flexible. If uh, <laughs> you know, if we do Fox D&D episodes or we eventually move off of the Star Trek thing. I've been thinking recently it might be cool to do uh, like a Warcraft uh, RPG at some point. Be fun. I mean, That'd we'll be, be, fun. be on, I'm, we'll, I'm we'll be on Star Trek for a while because I like that. I have some ideas to adapt living campaign stories, but if you are interested in that kind of thing, you like, uh, I mean, if you're listening to this show, you at least don't hate listening to the two of us. And we've got uh, Fox, uh, Pat, and Chris, who have all been guests on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Good guys. Fox, Fox in particular. Um, we're doing the Star Trek Adventures role-playing game. We've talked about that a lot on the show. Um, I'm running it, so it's a little kind of amateurish now. In, in this in this first episode, there are several more sessions that we've recorded that I haven't edited yet. It's being published way after the fact, but uh, yeah, go go check that out. We're playing Star Trek Adventures. We're doing the Living Campaign. It is at KlingonsAndDragons.com. Klingons and Dragons, and there is a link right down the show notes. So if you got it in there, go down down there and check it out. Yeah, check it out. Uh, so yeah, that, that's good. That's good news. I mean, I, I enjoy I enjoy playing in that, and and we. It's a different thing than this show. If you, uh, this is one where, for the most part, our, our listeners, I want to hear you that that Dennis doesn't drink in that one, he, and everyone else does. That's, like that's not true at all. Copious amounts. So, I, like it's it's fr- frustrating is the wrong word, but it's 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 frustrating <laughs> to DM you guys enough that I I could not be doing that while you all are drinking and not. And not having drink drinking yourself. <laughs> well, that, the uh, madness. it's it's definitely uh, for those if there's younger listeners here, you're going to have to go through a parental check because it's a uh, a little bit more. Uh, it's not the same rating as what the porch is. The oh yeah, it's here. it's it's got the explicit tag. I didn't edit out any of any right. of. Fox so so there there's anything. your warning when going to it, but uh, it's it's worth it. It's it's a fun time. We we have a good time, and, and I know that you do a lot of editing on that, Dennis, and a lot of work. So this is a. Uh, Labor of love from uh, our very own Dennis Rogers. <laughs> Definitely good news, and, I, and I'm glad. To, I'm glad to see that one come come out. It, it, hopefully, only only many more in the future. Um, yeah. So, okay. So, something I've been uh, wanted to talk to you about um, okay. was I got to watch those trailers that that you guys told me to watch. Are you and Fox last week? Calling back to our last week's oh, episode. Oh, oh, new movie trailers, right? From, yeah, uh, right. From Comic Con. Right, and and we don't have to spend a ton of time on them, but but for our our uh, listeners, we we you guys got to talk about it, and I wasn't allowing any spoilers or you know <laughs> seen it because I went, I was like I don't want to see it, but I, I thought it was worth commenting on a couple of those if you don't mind. Um, you had your hands over your ear, your earmuffs like uh, like the guys have your daughter do when when you're yes. at Trotsky's playing games. 
Yes, yes. And and for, for my for my ex-wife out there listening, if she listens to the show, yes, I, I I'm taking I'm taking care of her when she's there. She's not hearing any undue things. So <laughs> the earmuffs come on. Um, In, inappropriate language. Yeah. Inappropriate language, right? We we safeguard her there. Uh, but yes. Um, so I got to watch Shazam, which I have mixed feelings about. Um, it this could be good for DC. It could be good for DC. You and Fox had said that that this is is going to a complete comedy, lighthearted thing. Did, I, I did you ever watch Chuck? I think you said you did. No, I did not. So you're, he are you familiar with Zachary Levi? I, I am. I mean, I saw him here and there from Chuck, and he's also believe it or not, the thing I know him most from is Tangled. He was the voice of the oh yeah yeah, yeah. guy yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I like that. He seems like a very likable guy. Um, in general, so that that's a positive. And in the trailer, he seems kind of likable and mm-hmm. very much. He seems like he's at least in the trailer, he's playing a great role of like I'm a kid, but I'm in an adult body, which has got to be the hardest thing for this role. It's got to be the hardest <laughs> and most important thing for this role. Um, so yeah, that that's I'm really glad to see get off. Um, the best part about Shazam will be later, if you ask me. Um, because if, if he's added into the DC universe and able to interact with Superman and, um, Batman, he, he's great because he is a kid. And when you, he's in any of the other like DC movies or DC, uh, cartoons, he, he plays that kid role and everyone gets so dour and dark in some of these things with Batman and, and whatnot, Superman even that having, uh, Shazam, Captain Marvel, in those scenes makes everything like, Oh, you guys are silly. This just be superheroes. Um, so hopefully, hopefully he can bring a breath of fresh air back to the DC universe. Um, uh, yeah, it could really, um, improve the tone of those, of those characters and those interactions. I mean, I mean, Marvel has Ant-Man and that's successful and it's great. And when you mix Mm -hmm. Ant-Man with, with in civil war with Captain America, it's perfect. It's, you have Steve Rogers and, Tony Stark like being super serious and going yeah. at each other crazy and then you intercut it with Ant-Man and Spider-Man and it just it just makes those movies the top tier and if they can do that with Zachary Levi and Shazam okay I'm on board with that now I will say this I can't stand the costume can't mm. stand the costume <laughs> I mean it's they 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 basically ripped it right out of the comic book pages and I don't know if I don't have any problems with the DC universe's uh, costumes. I think the Superman, Batman, and Cyborg—they're fine. You know, they're they're modern, but they're not too straight out of a comic book. But this was like candy apple red with this massive neon sign of a Mm-mm. lightning bolt. On yeah, this. I mean, I mean that kind of stuff changes. I mean the the costumes in the comics change over time, but their film adaptations costumes change over time too. I mean go back to the original X-Men movie where it's like, you know, they're almost making fun of the comic book costumes. And and so they're all like kind of dark and, and muted and whatever. They're afraid of those, you know, those more colorful comic book costumes that are, they're, as I understand it, generally inspired by uh, like luchador wrestling costumes, which is why so many of them had, uh, um, underwear on the outside of the pants kind of look <laughs> yeah right yeah uh yeah I, i'm not a i'm fine with um 
Superman not having underwear outside his pants anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. And I'm, I'm actually fine. Ever since, ever since the X-Men movies came out way, way back in, and, and I attribute them with reigniting the whole superhero genre. Um, sure. the, the, when they came out with what could be acceptable costumes, they were just black kind of yeah. normal, you know, combat suits with, some like piping along the edges work for color, which made Wolverine have this yellow piping, which mm-hmm. was, is still a costume, but not really. Uh, and then, but still called back to the comic book. Like that, that was, that was it. Like, you know what? They got it. This, this is what they need to do. And I think most superhero movies have done that all the way through with the exception that slowly they, they have come into these more fantastic stuff. And when they do that, they, they point it out in the, in the, in the movies, they really do. And I'll, I'll point two things like um, Tony Stark, when he's making the Iron Man outfit, his first several are just silver or, or chrome. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just metal. Yeah. And then and then eventually when he's getting really cocky, as Tony Stark does and is a major part of his character, he's sitting in the shop kind of not paying attention to what's going on. And Jarvis says, should I paint it? And he looks over at his car and says, uh, sure, make it gold and uh, candy apple red. And, and then Jarvis snarkily says, you know, oh, that's so ostent- you know, ostentatious of you or something, you know, mm-hmm. um, so conservative. And he's like, yeah. And then he walks away and then it starts. And then that's when you see it on the screen turn into the, the modern Iron Man colors. Um, so they point it out. The other one is I, I don't like this suit, but they still mention it in um, uh, Avengers, the first Avengers movie. Captain America mm-hmm. before then in the Winter Soldier has had had like a World War Two. They they transformed it from his you know USO tour day things into a modern combat outfit. Um, but right. then in Avengers movie, it's very very comic. He's got a very very comic booky outfit on, and they talk about it by uh, uh, what's his name Coleman Phil Phil. It's the the. Coulson. Phil Coulson. Phil Coulson. He said he's like such a big fanboy of Captain America, and he's the one that gets to design this suit. And he mm. he's when he's fanboy geeking out at him on the on the Quinjet. He says, "Oh, I see what I see what you're saying. You, yes. You're saying the the costumes and the suits and stuff are loud, but they explain it in the story. Yes, and throughout time. So nowadays, when we have a very comic booky." looking Captain America. We didn't always have a comic booky looking Captain America. We didn't always have a comic book looking Iron Man. We didn't always have a you know what I'm saying? That they don't come out mm-hmm. looking that way. But Shazam, right off the bat, looks like this out of place thing. You know, that okay. Well and 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 this is not gonna be super interesting because I, the only thing I know about this character is from reading the Injustice series. Um Which is cool. Is, That's actually really cool. Is um is Shazam an alien? I mean, obviously the main no. character is not an alien, but like the power, the suit, whatever that is, is that no? Um, it's he's a wizard. I mean, Shazam's a wizard. Okay. So there are. I mean, I'm I'm not a huge Shazam slash old school Captain Marvel fan, but I I, I like it a little bit. Um, is that I think like they're they're with um. Let's see. He's connected to. Black Adam? Yes. You're, you're really going down some good questions here, which we'll and cover in a second real quick. And Mary Zatanna? Marvel. Uh, no, she's a... No, Zatanna is... Man, you are good at this. There is... Uh, um, I'm she's, she's a magician. The Injustice series. Like, yeah, that no, series she's, and that video right. game, like, 
that introduces you to like 20 or 30 DC characters. So it's that's a that's I mean, I, I, I won't talk about it, but that whole series is phenomenal. And it makes me right now want to go talk to Pox about it. Um, so in that in that sense, I mean, just, you know, as I've said, I'm not I've never read any of these comics, but it uh-huh. seems to me to sort of make sense, kind of like um, like Doctor Strange in the MCU is a little bit flashy, a little bit um, um, whatever, just like. Yeah, but did like you see how they, how they, how they early on? And actually in the MCU, that's. There's an interesting I always wonder, you know, how much cross pollination there is like, obviously, when a Marvel movie comes out and a DC movie comes out six months later, like they were working on that on that DC movie like a year and a half ago. It's obviously not taking anything from the Marvel movie unless, you know, they got information when it was early in production, which is, of course, entirely possible. Right. Um, but the the MCU is moving toward more basic, muted, uh, understated costume design. You know, in in Infinity you, War, you think so? I would think it would go the other way, but okay. Well, it it depends on the character. Like in Infinity yes. War, Thor and and Steve Rogers, Captain America, are at 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 some points almost indistinguishable. They have yeah darker costumes. As, as compared, to, you colors. go back to the the first Avengers movie, and like Thor is still uh, long blonde hair and the beard and the goofy voice and yes. the red cape with the big medallions on yes. the shoulders. Yes. And that that, that was and that was the director. Captain America still choice, has though. the big star shield and his you know heavy like patriotic you know he's Captain America red white and blue costume you fast forward to infinity war and they're both just in like more like combat bodysuits and short hair and beards like thor's hair gets cut short and he he still has a beard um steve rogers grows a beard and you're like these these are almost kind of looking like the same guys and they and they comment about that which is funny yeah of course they make right. a right well you, make, you know i i i see where you're coming from but when you say that, it actually harkens back to comic books for me. Is that every time there's a new creative team on on the comic books, they tend to have their own take on a character sure. on the character design. So, and and the editors throughout history have, have always embraced that. And Spider Man gets a new suit, and you know he redesigns it, or Iron Man will get a new mark, whatever. And they, and then that means the artist gets to do something fresh and new. Um, so. When you see things in the movies, it's like, oh, that's his Civil War outfit. That's that we they had in the comic books because the comic book has, right. you know, this huge, you know, array of costumes that each character has worn, and then the the directors get to do that. So this translates into the movies, and that directors get to choose what their look is going to be. So so for me, it's not like Marvel as a whole is moving one way or the other. I think that direct it's it's Marvel likes that just like their comic book counterparts. The directors get to pick, you know, their look and feel and tone, mm-hmm. and still maintain, which is sure. which is cool. Um, but and you know what? Just bringing that back to to Shazam, I'm okay with not making too heavily judgment on the costume because maybe that's a directorial thing too. Like it fits because of that, or maybe they make a comment about it, and that's that's natural. But just yeah, in the trailer, and I, mean, I don't. I may be. You know, I don't, I'm, I'm I'm sort of playing devil's advocate here with this a little bit, mm-hmm. but like. Um, you know, there could be an element of like, you know, the, the, um, 
Zack Snyder keeps trying to move the DCEU into this like dark, gritty, super pessimistic um, tone. And, um, you know, their one movie that was very successful, Wonder Woman, is much more optimistic. Like her costume is not super flashy, but it's it's still pretty um, vibrant compared to, you know, the entire film of Batman vs. Superman. Um, yeah. And so there might be an element of like, hey, we need to move this, move this brighter and lighter. And uh, the thing Fox mentioned last week about maybe they're focusing this at a PG rating, then definitely they want the costumes to be less Batman vs. Superman and more um, um, Incredibles. Yeah, and, and, and that's cool. And, so the, that's, and, the other, that's and the other possibility is if this guy is a magician, then a, it makes sense that he's going to be a little flashy. Yeah, well, well, wizard. Um, Zatanna's a magician, so wizard. Wiz- is different. W- okay, different. But but transitioning that over to the other trailer that I watched, um, y- you're right. So while they, t- it looks like Warner Brothers is taking this whole like, okay, let's shake things up. We're hearing feedback and we're doing whatever. With Shazam, mm-hmm. I think they may be doing the same thing with Aquaman, which is the other trailer that I watched. Um, it's a little. I'm a little mixed in it because it's so CGI heavy, and and you know what, you can't do this without a CGI heavy thing. Yeah, I mean it's so, underwater. So it's... It is. So a lot of this movie is going to rely heavily on how good the CGI is. Um, sure, it just really is. Um, the 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 new take. I wish I could remember his name. The the actor's Jason name. That played, Momoa. Jason Momoa. Yeah, uh, he he's. I like him a lot. I like I like that his. Not from an, like he's a crazy good actor, but I like his his one character that he plays <laughs> and enjoy it. And I love his, his Aquaman his, take, his dude bro take on Aquaman, his dude bro. Right, I'm totally cool with him being a cool dude bro. Um, and and his take on Aquaman is great. So I, this I looks found to, him. I found him a little annoying, but I mean, how many times have I said that the DCU takes itself too seriously and needs to be funnier? Like he. He fits the comic book tone. The problem is nobody else in the movie does except. Yeah, no, you're right. No, you're right. Nobody. Else, and he is he while Justice he's not. But see, he's not also he's not. But he's not comic relief. He's definitely no. comic booky, but he's not comic book comic relief, which I, I it endeared me to him a little bit. Um, so this movie, though, while Shazam is lighthearted and fun and and, you know, joyful and it's in its way. Um, Aquaman looks like to be an adventure movie. Not in the way that yeah. like Superman and Batman are like heavily fo- focused on society issues and kind of want to teach you a lesson about things. You, you um, know what? Go, go ahead and finish. Oh no, I say I, I think Aquaman is going to be a, a fun adventure with lots of you know underwater explosions and CG grand spectacles and just <laughs> fighting and kicking butt with like minimal amount of plot, and that is going to be pretty fun. For it'll fit that role that DC needs to be fun and he'll be, you'll see a lot of the dude bros. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Um, right. I mean, obviously you have the, the, the thing that I've talked about at length where the DC is doing it backwards and it's whatever. Like you can't, they are doing it backwards. You're you totally can't right. put the genie back in the bottle. Like they, they already, you know, did Batman versus Superman. Like they're never going to get another chance to kill Superman and it's past. Um, they already did the team up movie at the beginning, which, Whatever. I don't know yeah, who's in right. charge of that decision making. But this movie it it seemed it reminded me a lot of Black Panther. 
not in the tone, of course, because oh um, yeah, okay. T'Challa is is complete. He's like the only serious man in in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He, yeah, he he is. That, that's it. That that's the only part I'm not going to disagree with. I'm going to disagree with you on is that T'Challa is badass. Arthur is, mm, you know, rock and roll guy. Right, right. He's not, and and so in that sense, they're not. He's. I don't even know. I don't even know who to compare him to in in the MCU. He's like, he's not. He's not quite. Um, um, Ant Man. No, I mean, he's not, not. He's not comedy. Not not he, even. I mean, a little bit. There's not I mean, really a rebel kind of guy in in the like MCU the cl- the closest might be Tony Stark, but not quite as. Uh, not not the same like type A charismatic, but much more the like dismissive, almost condescending. Yeah, right. And you yeah, know what? He has, the, that, this... he has that line in Justice League where he's like, "Oh, dude, dressed like a bat. That's that's cool." <laughs> I dig it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I dig it. That's it. Yeah. Um. Exactly. And you know what? These are two movies, Shazam and Aquaman. That that you're right. They don't. While Shazam is comparable to things that MCU Aquaman is his own thing. And here's a chance for DC and Warner brothers to like, okay, we have characters that are different and set out and make this our thing to, they to can do it, do it right. Yeah. You know, do, I, do, do their own thing. You know, how I think he's, he's most, sim- he's most similar to current Thor. Oh yeah. You're probably he's like, right. Yeah. Like kind of an outsider. Yes. Very, po- yes. very powerful, but doesn't, I mean, the first two movies, you know, his first couple movies, Thor was very serious. It, the yes. current Thor is a little is a little more relaxed. Yes, yeah, that, that's that's good. You, you, you know what though that that this lets DC do with Aquaman that Marvel has been doing forever is that when they assign a director, they're like, "What kind of movie do you want to make?" Oh, I want to make a crime series, uh, crime drama. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, I want to make a a funny adventure movie. Okay, you do Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, okay, you do Captain America. You know, mm-hmm. so so they they pick a genre and then they assign that to a character, you know, and then the director, they pick the directors that go with that genre and that character. And then so this is DC's chance to say, oh, man, Marvel's done all these different genres. Here's one that we can do just a fun adventure bro movie. Mm-hmm. You know, we can do Transformers, but that kind of a level thing, uh, which is which is cool that I, I, I'm excited. I'm excited at least for that. That'll be a. Uh, as for far as popcorn movies go, and Aquaman to me, I will admit that Aquaman was one of my favorite characters as a kid. I don't know why. I don't know why because he's not terribly interesting. Um, but well, your um, your other one of your other favorites you've mentioned in the past is Thor, so that actually reinforces yeah. my comparison. From- it does. Holy crud! That you're totally right. <laughs> wow, good good draw line draw there. Um, so yeah, Aqu- Aquaman was good. Okay, so the third one kind of like. Vaguely connected to some kind of uh, ancient mythology kind of thing yes. with the, the Norse and the and the Greeks. Well, you also know that his name's Arthur, which is probably something that has to do with me and liking King Arthur and stuff like that. But mm. um, and he was noble, and he was a king. He's a king, so he he literally right, right. is he literally is King Arthur, is what he is. Right. Um. So okay. So the the third movie, which doesn't which does have to do with superheroes, um, is Glass. Did did you did you actually I can't remember did you actually get to see this this you've not seen any um, of those though I, right I I didn't watch this trailer because I've not seen any of those movies we talked about them one of the first couple times we had Fox on um, but I've not seen Unbre- Unbreakable no un what's it called right, that's right that's right no that's, that's right or Split and so I don't 
have any frame of reference to see the trailer for the third one. Um, well, I see a weekly challenge um, coming up. So <laughs> I, I, maybe not today, but I know that uh, after I, that's going to be I, I've after just added that on my list. Dies down. You know what I did see? And uh, we don't have this in the notes to discuss. But did you um, see A Quiet Place? I did not see A Quiet Place. You didn't. Okay. Well, then I no. won't. Uh, I won't spoil it for you. It's you know I, I've heard that I've heard that's one that, that I should watch and it's gotten good reviews. So it has that a might, lot that of might really be an... good, really good rave reviews. I listened to the Geek Scholars' most recent um, What to Watch this weekend, and they talked about it. And so then I went out to Redbox and rented it. And I don't want to say I was disappointed, but I think my expectations were a little too high because okay. at at its at its core, it is still a thriller. There's still a lot of, um, you know, people making what the audience think are dumb decisions. A lot of jump scares. Um, I mean, overall, it was a it was a satisfying experience, and it's uh, John Krasinski starred, directed, and wrote. So that's that alone is impressive enough to uh, to check it out. Well, I, I think I think that that I have a feeling that may be like. One of the movies I pick up for the Halloween October time, it's like mm. Redbox it, watch it at home. I I, I sure, get, sure. you know, I I don't get the the jump scares. Oh, I get jump scares, but I, I don't get the scary kind of effect in movie theaters when there's people around and stuff. I get I get the spooked out, freaked out, scary feelings when I'm home by myself watching a movie late at night and all the lights are out and then there's somebody outside my window type scare. Yeah, you know? I I said this I said this to my sister after we watched this movie. Like the the jump scare thing is frustrating to me because it's really just exploiting an instinctive response. Like whether you call that uh evolutionary psychology or lizard brain or whatever. Like if we you know if we were animals out in the woods like our our um, our instinct to jump and quickly react to us to some kind of startling stimulus is a natural like instinct, right? It's something that would help you survive if you were living in the woods. Right. And so right. to, to make a whole movie and a whole genre that just exploits that it's like, to me, it's, it's, it's like the movie equivalent of a prank. It's like, um, oh, okay. you know, I made a loud noise and you jumped. Ha, what an idiot you are. I'm like, well, you, you know, yes, you know, I want to I want to say this, you know, uh, uh, um, autonomic response. Like, congratulations. Right, but this, this, I got to say, this feels suspicious. Like you were like, you got you got fooled and therefore you're a little, you know, mad at it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, because I, because you jumped and no, I mean, it's not. And, and actually, the, the some of the stuff that I reacted to the most in the movie was not that it was more. Um, um, like queasy making the jump scares were just they're just annoying to me. Like I, y yes, I react to them because of all that stuff I just explained. But the, the, the nature, yeah. When I was late high school, first few years of college, actually, probably most of most of college, um, I I went through a phase of watching these movies, and I never watched like a lot of the classics. Your your freddy and jason though i did watch freddy versus jason in the theater when <laughs> oh, that's terrible okay. i've I've, right. I've said before on the show that um my local beer theater the brokaw has you know the building has been around for over 100 years um they do free student night on mondays and they only have two screens 
they did this when I was a student there at the college. And um, they didn't have beer yet at the time. But I also didn't drink when I was in college, so it wouldn't have mattered. Um, and so we would very often go, like, if there was anything even remotely worth watching, we would walk because we could walk down there and go for free. And so that's how yeah. I ended up seeing that and Mothman and <laughs> Hannibal, even though I had never seen uh, Silence of the Lambs. Um, saw all I, these extra I, little movies. I, right. I, I did go back and watch Silence of the Lambs later, but... Um, I think I hit a point where I read the book, The Shining, and a handful yeah. of other Stephen King novels, and then eventually, three or four years ago, um, read the whole uh, Dark Tower series. But I read The Shining, and it's just terrifying. Like, <laughs> terrifying in a in a psychological way. Like, you spend the whole book in the head of jack nicholas's character um yeah and so you get to experience his like he keeps like there's a there's an incident in his past where he got drunk and like i forget what happens like he hits his wife or or something he has some some like huge mistake in his past that he regrets and he's he's an alcoholic but there's no all of the alcohol in the hotel is locked up Right. And so he's he's like battling with this with this addiction and this regret. And, you know, there are all of these spirits in the hotel of like people who have died there. Right. That you like you get some of that in the movie. But um, Stephen King does this thing in, in a lot of his thrillers where he'll run the same line. Like the character will say the same line and they they do it in the movie where it's all work and no play kind of thing but in the book like you read it and then a chapter later you'll read it again and then two chapters later you hear it, hear it again and it's this like mantra of of something that the character is dealing with and so i got that sense of when you watch you know a particularly good or or potent psychological thriller and you're like walking through a dark room and you see stuff in the shadows in the corners that isn't there kind of thing. Oh yeah. Right. Like looking over your shoulder, kind of uh kind of paranoia terror kind of thing. Sure. Sure. Um, but because it was a book, I had that experience for like a couple weeks, right? Like okay, dragged yeah, right. out through this whole span of time as I, as I read this book, you know, a couple chapters at a time. And yes. then when I went, when I went and watched the movie, I was disappointed like the ending is completely different and you don't I mean just like any adaptation like you can't convey an entire book's worth of character in two hours it's just not possible yeah true and I I think that was probably the moment that like that um I'm trying to say just figure out how to say this without it just it kind of ruined it for me and and that oh, seems okay. like that seems like a really harsh way to say that but it's like i went through that experience and i was like oh this is not this is not the final form of this kind of emotional psychological and like you too i i always the stuff the stuff that really got me was like the exorcist or um 
stuff about serial killers or oh yeah right it's that, that was psychological that was much, deep thing that yeah you, much yeah. more not so much like you know there's a guy with a chainsaw and he's chasing the girl and she runs into the woods or whatever stupid stuff like sure. that sure anyway that's i i apparently had more had more thoughts <laughs> um well to, i i go ahead i say i i think that i think that uh to go back to the jump scare kind of point there that was that if done well it's i i like it what i don't like is that when you know it's coming and they're they're building up the tension intentionally and it's all quiet and you hear all the music go away and they're walking in woods and you know the jump scare is coming that's super annoying yeah, it's it not only super annoying is that is that i i in the theater will look away intentionally because i don't want that to happen to me you know what I mean? Yeah. And I and I miss parts of the movie because it's it's happening. And I like I don't like that. I don't like to be fooled. Now, that being said, if it's kind of naturally happening happening and then a jump scare happens and literally jumps something jumps out and, and startles me, startling is the, the real term, is that mm-hmm. I I'm okay with that. Like, oh, I d I didn't see that coming. That that's okay. Or or the uh you know, you're looking at a screen, something's happening, and then a ghost runs by ro- up into your face. And you're like, oh, my God, okay, that, that's that's terrifying. I can appreciate those jump scares, but I'm with you on all the rest. Like, I, I don't it, like yeah, it just ones. It just feels lazy. It, it does. Um, okay, so br- bringing that back into the, the what we're going back to trailers here. The last one with the superhero genre was Glass. Um, you guys hmm. talked about it. You saw it a little bit. And, I totally and derailed this is, you off that. I'm, I, yeah, we, we derailed, derailed off that one. Um, so you had said that you didn't watch Unbreakable and you hadn't watched Split. I've not watched Split, but I will watch it now. Um, I'm a big fan of Unbreakable. And we will, like I said, we'll, we'll talk about that before. It's worth watching again for me because I've not seen it in so many years. So we'll do it for a weekly challenge and I can re-review it, I guess. That's a perfect thing for our challenges. Um, so that I can see if it's as much as my mind what it was, uh, and, and you get to see it. So um, it was yeah, we'll such s- a we'll save that. unique, yeah, for we'll for, save a couple that weeks. for a couple weeks. Let's jump into our weekly challenge. Let's do that. Um, so, so I think we did Godzilla. I I think yes. you're not allowed to pick our weekly challenge anymore. <laughs> okay, I take that as a, a negative review that's right a, off the that's bat. A, that's, a, that's a negative review. Be, be, between A and Z, you're going Z right off the bat. Huh? Okay, so for the benefit of our listeners, we watched the Netflix anime movie series. Netflix original. I, 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 don't, I don't quite know what to call this. It is uh, an anime film that uh, originally Michael was looking at the second installment of. There's a one and a two. And he was looking at the two, and that's the one that he watched. Wait, are you going to explain my stupidness here? Is that what you're doing? Go ahead, do it. What's what's Go ahead? My 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 the fact that I didn't see the right it, one. It was just confusing. <laughs> like you said, it was it was this so one. confusing. And then and okay. then I looked at the Netflix thing, and I was like, okay, well the the first they're an hour and a half, so I call them films. But the first film is listed on Netflix as a series. It's like a series. The second one is yeah. listed as a film. And so yes. I said, I said, oh, it must be one of those, like, there are plenty of anime that do this. They run a show, a series, and it will do whatever, 9, 13, 24 episodes, and then they'll do a movie. And that's what I assumed yeah. this was. Uh, my brother Andrew and I got about 
five minutes into the second one because that's the one that you watched. And I was like, oh, this will be fine. Yes, we'll just, that is the one I watched. We'll just figure it out. And we're like, he's like, it's like, I don't, I don't know who any of these characters are. I feel like just not invested in the story at all. And so I we went back to the first one and I saw that it's not a series. It's another 90 minute movie. And so right. we watched that one last night and then watched the second one this afternoon. Um, did okay. you watch them both? I did watch them both. And, okay. and it's funny. I watched them backwards. So you them, you're you right. My, my explanation of that confusing thing, you, that was very well said what you said. That's a great, <laughs> that makes me feel better that I, I didn't tomfoolery make this thing. Um, so Netflix, um, as we talked last week when I introduced this one, Netflix suggested it to me. And I should know by now that Netflix does not know good movies or shows we should we should mm-hmm. know this by now and it's a Netflix original so Have I, seen I double a Netflix should original movie that was like un unqualified good. Have we? I don't even know one. I don't I can't even think. I of don't one think of so. I mean, at least all the no ones no no we've, movie movie no no all the movies all the Netflix original movies that we've done for this show have been like slightly above mediocre at best like six out of ten. Yeah. So so I should have known better. Okay. I mean, I, I okay. So that, that's that's putting me too far ahead. Um, so I it recommended it to me, and the, the title just called it Godzilla. It didn't say Godzilla two. Now, if you watch the the title, it does say Godzilla with a bunch of Japanese letters underneath it, um, and or words, and then behind it in the background, it does have a big two. So I should I should have known, um, but I didn't because it didn't say that it was like Godzilla two. It's not the title of the movie. Um, so I just thought it was, and, and it presented it as a new thing. Okay, that being said, um, this series is a, it's an anime series that there is a, a Godzilla one, and it literally has a one behind it. <laughs> now, if you, if you search it on um They both Netflix, just show co- up as, ne- as Godzilla in the title. No, they actually come up as like, the, this, the first one comes up as a whole title, like Monsters and Something. It's oh like Godzilla God. colon monsters and something. When the second one just comes up as the second one comes up as Godzilla plane, which is really weird. Um, but if you it's look, weird, actually look at the title, they say Godzilla and a big one behind it and then Godzilla and a big two behind it. Um, and, and they are they are a series. They are from like you tell part of the story in the first one, which has a an episodic type of thing to it. There's a mission and a thing happens. And then the second one, a mission and a thing happens with the same characters. So um, before we get before we get too much into the details, and I don't know how much we have to say mm-hmm. about this, we're we're fifty yeah. minutes into the show here, but um, why don't you give me a a score? Do, do you want to give a Do you want to give a score? Yeah, sure. I'll give a score. Let's, let's do. I, let's I, do I know. Eight, I, eight, I know. Eight. I asked you if maybe we should do the we should do the the Geek Scholars Script Doctor kind of one word response uh, I, 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 I like i like a scale i like our scale i don't we're, want to spring that on you right so yeah like give me give me give me a score uh out of pi out of okay 3.14159 that's that's as far as i go <laughs> um one to 3.14 um i would give this a 1.5 um it's weird I, i'm i'm so propping bad. it up because it's an anime uh, that, that actually puts it at halfway, doesn't it? Uh, close, close to yeah. 
one point. Yeah, I'm going to less than half. So I'm going to do a one point. And the reason that I'm even going high to that high is because it is an anime. Um, that 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 gives me a lot of leeway when thinking about trying to to talk about this show. Um, I wanted to comment today about how quirky the Japanese culture is. I mean, they're so extreme. There's there's such as a culture and as a people in general, they're a pretty like respectful, honorable, quiet people. And then yeah. all of the things in their pop culture are loud and neon <laughs> and huge and extreme. It's kind of this huge back and forth of repression or whatever. Um, and Godzilla is an example of that. It's just there's every character is so like to the extreme. You know, when the guy at the beginning on the first one loses his grandpa, he's screaming uncontrollably. And, Whoa, you know, and oh, sorry. Yeah. Spoilers again. Watched it. But it's the first um, two minutes of the first movie. So, right. And and when other things happen, it's it's, you know, I've I've lost loved ones in life and it's terrible and sad. And, and I've been. Heartbroken. Yeah, I've course. seen, I've known many people that have gone through tragedy, but no one beats like a crazy man on the window and then, you know, yells to the heavens like you see terribly. So anyway, my point is, is that throughout this movie, everything's extreme. And that is a lot of kind of a, a subset of anime is like that. So I give it a lot of leeway when I, when I, because of that, that mm -hmm. it's very extreme. Um, sure. Yeah, and, no, that's. That's true. That's um, yeah. That's true of a lot of things. Yeah, right. Like the more sort of, I don't necessarily want to say repressed, but it's yeah. It's a lot like the the Star Trek Vulcan idea of of suppressing emotion. Like that. It's not that Vulcans don't have emotion. It's that their emotions are so strong that they've developed these systems for repressing all of those emotional responses so that then when something happens that they lose that control they're they're all the more like violently emotional uh uh for it and and i think that you're you're right on with that for me you know this this of, movie did that by the way of, i just want to say that that's why i felt okay yeah. with it being stupid okay sorry out of that's what i wanted to say with that out of out of pi out of 3.1 i don't i don't think i'd be higher than like like a point eight or a point nine. Wow, that's that's really that's really low. Like you're it's, going way low. It wasn't that. like it wasn't bad bad in the sense of like I don't know something like mute that was just yes um, almost, yes yeah I wouldn't and and even feels mute that wasn't low. that bad something like the Titan that was just um, oh that's still like so empty bad. empty and nonsensical like this was better than that. Um, but yeah, it was, it was better. Than it this. was so like each, each episode or whatever, each episode was 90 minutes long. And I felt like, and maybe it's because of the, there are a couple things like I never watch this, um, 3d CGI style of anime. And so, and so that really, yeah. Bothered. Okay. Um, did it? I, w I was gonna talk to you about that. Like, um, I'm it's it's almost a cell shaded type thing, and and I and yeah. the second one I started noticing it more. I I think I want to like it, hmm. but okay. So something, I don't want to diverge too heard, much of this. But I something I heard recently on one of the one of the other podcasts that I listened to, 
is a comparison or a, a, a sort of difference between um, uh, 3D CGI animation and and 2D. Like and and the statement made was 2D animation has more freedom, more flexibility, where 3D animation is is like you can still do unnatural things you can still have like the modern disney characters with um really huge eyes and st- not that disney female characters haven't always had huge eyes but just like anime characters um but you're still generally constrained by the 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 physics and the realities of three dimensions otherwise it gets too weird and people won't watch it um and so I think yeah, there's, a, there's an element I, I of that. that where, like, none of the things that I know and expect from anime were present there because of this restricted sort of 3D sort of thing. And so that's just a little, well, it's almost a minor annoyance. Well, I, I guess I, I've been introduced to that genre or that kind of art style um, with better results. Like, um, from other things, I may like have said on the show several times that, like, uh, Ruby R W B Y mm-hmm. the the anime ish CG. I reason I call it anime ish because it's all that kind of three D anime yeah, thing. Yeah, that's not a series I've seen. No, it is phenomenal. It's clearly one of my top series. Is not be, I mean, it's just it is, mm-hmm. and it's primarily because of that art style. The 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 guy who unfortunately passed away is just so a master of making that look incredibly cool and showing so many different things. But I, I see what you're saying with the you're limited because even on Ruby, they were limited in, like, say, the monsters that they had so or, or whatever. But, my, but I, yeah, I, I just wanted to mention that because it's, you know, yeah. in the sure in the, it makes in the scale of, of where I where I review it like that maybe brings it down like a, a tenth or something like it wouldn't have been a deal breaker. Sure. Like if I had enjoyed the, the story and the writing and the experience otherwise, like I, I wouldn't have minded. That, yeah, you know, the, this show did style. have. This show did have some compelling concepts or like from a, a pitch standpoint, when you're pitching it to Netflix, is that um, you have humanity um, who have left Earth. That's something new for Godzilla. Um, and it's it's focused on humans, which is OK. I'm actually that was a, a draw for me for Godzilla um, is it's focused on humanity. And then and then also you're pitching at least two different alien races in this thing, which right. adds a whole nother. El- so that again, pitch wise, this sounds great. Um, and if you, and they if don't you count both movies, it's, it's almost four, uh, races right. or three, three right. alien races. And, and, and then you, you talk about earth 20,000 years into the future when Godzilla has been that, able to uh, evolve, evolve the planet style time. travel. Yeah. So, so, so this is definitely a unique Godzilla story. It really is. Here's my problem that, that take that, you know, that makes my, my review reaction to this, uh, so poor. Yeah. Um, sure. Most, like, I've only seen a couple of anime films. Um, mostly I watch anime series and most of them are 22 to 24 minutes. Um, I've actually watched a handful that are like, like six to eight minute episodes. That was a thing like two or three years ago. Um, Yeah. And I feel like the story in each of these movies 
could have been told in like 25 minutes instead of 90 minutes. Um, but, but isn't isn't that anime though? I mean, really? Well, anime is like they don't not all anime, it, it but depends they on take what it is ever like, to tell. Like things. I agree that if you watch a series like Attack on Titan, which was insanely popular like 5 or 6 oh, years ago but, whenever that but was. But forever to tell a point. Um, the but the first episode or the first two episodes will go at like blinding speed like there's this character and this character and this happens to him and it's a tragedy it's a little bit like the first two minutes of the first movie where the main character's um grandpa dies and so you like like everything gets set up really fast and then you get into some of these some of these combat which again the like shonen combat a series thing is not a thing that i um that I really enjoy or watch that much of, but with these, with these movies, I felt like we had these conversations where the main character is like almost blind with rage that he's going to kill Godzilla. And yeah, that, that he has some nuts. kind of conversation about that with like, should we stay and kill Godzilla? We definitely have to. I'm not sure if we can from like, In the second movie, there was a sequence where he has that conversation where, like, we're going to stay and kill Godzilla. He has it with his, like, he eventually becomes the man in charge on the surface. He has that conversation with his inner circle. His, like, command staff, whatever. And then he gives a big speech to all the soldiers that that's what they're going to do. And then he has a conversation with his best friend, who's one of the, like, elf uh, aliens. It's the, it's the elf. You can't not just call him elf. I got it. Yeah, right. The, um, their name is That's a Exif, trope right there. like the, like the image <laughs> uh, file metadata standard. Um, <laughs> they're, uh, I don't have to explain that. There are two alien races. One of them are kind of <laughs> like elves. The other are kind of like dwarves, though completely logical. Um Andrew yeah, described it, actually, them as, I found them. I found them neat. I liked it. And, I liked Andrew it. described them as Klingons and Vulcans, though the 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 dark skinned big guys are like Klingons and Vulcans combined because they're all about yes, logic which, and also kind of warmongering. Where the the elf race are um, very spiritual. They're, they're elf. Those anyway, are elf. The, the, the other ones were were a little unique. The the protagonist has the has the same conversation with his best friend, who is who is one of the elf aliens. Um, and then the scene after immediately after that, he's like alone in a room, like in his internal monologue, kind of questioning the whether or not it's possible for them. And I'm like, we just had the same conversation and debate shown to us. With four different groups. It's the same. Right. Or like somebody would explain something in like, you know, in a in an exposition, expositional way, one character would say something to another. And then immediately following that, that second character would explain it to a third character. And the third character would like explain it again to themselves in their mind. And I'm like, <laughs> but, we didn't but see, need any this of that. Is... We needed one exposition uh, at most dude th- that is exactly what what animation does anime does is that they just go on and on about every internal monologue and and that's one of the things that that drives me away from a lot of anime stuff is that it's just 
exposition after exposition when you don't need it. Um, and honestly, that did drive me. It did drive me down. But that it's just I kind of the reason it pushed me up a little bit is because I'm like, OK, it's anime. They, I mean, if you watched any of any Attack on Titan, maybe I watched that thing and I, I think, OK, that's exposition to the extreme. This is just over anime exposition. Um, yeah, but there, I, I w- there were a couple the, things the dis- that were that were kind of amusing to me. Um, in I, I was sort of messaging you while I was watching, and you were like, you were like, yeah, yeah I don't, I don't know if you'll like this because it's so much action. And, yeah, and so well, I watched the second one first. Well, so. the thing was like we watched the second one today, and the the pacing and the format was very similar between the two movies. It was like the first two thirds were all dialogue and setup and like second You're guessing right. you are right and an interpersonal right. conflict and then the last third was all the combat and actually the, the right. action was interesting to me i'm like i'm yes thank you i'm tired of i spent the last hour listening to these people talk about the yes. same two things over and over i would much rather just watch them shoot at the lizard I I agree with that. I and 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 to to that to that point, um, I will say that when watching that second one, I was so bored of the beginning, be, and accepting the fact that it was you know okay they're just doing animation or anime exposition that I just zone out mm-hmm. like I I did not could not even pay attention to that one again why my score is so low. Um, the, I will say that the reason I scored it just or slightly below half is that um, I did like several scenes with the vultures. Those are the the, mm-hmm. the, the suits that they go in. I, I liked those. I, I enjoyed several of the animations when they're shooting Godzilla. And I loved Godzilla's like fire breath, whatever it's called, nuclear attack breath. Atomic breath. breath animation. Yeah. But... That all being said, it was hugely underutilized. Like they just Godzilla was this. They were basically shooting at a mountain that randomly shot a cannon. <laughs> I mean, it was completely flat and boring. And and he, you know what? Godzilla is only a threat because he's not because he's skilled or has any kind of thing. He just like has the biggest cannon and an impenetrable shield. I mean that that doesn't make him cool or awesome and godzilla was just like the badass that things hey so we didn't uh we didn't set a spoiler warning before this but i think if you know i think if you're over like 13 years old you're probably not going to enjoy this anyway but um at the very toward the very end of the second movie there's this conflict where the main um dwarf guy is trying to assimilate them into the um the nano metal yeah yeah the the mecha godzilla metal right, the mecha godzilla yeah. metal which is like as soon as they introduced that i was like oh sweet deus ex machina like out of nowhere yeah yeah, yeah. um and but they don't develop and, it they don't develop it and and andrew andrew was like we all know that mecha godzilla never works anyway and i never <laughs> right. watched any of those movies that he he did to to get that context but um right. i mean obviously i've i'm heard of mechagodzilla and the concept is fairly straightforward but um he has this law lo- the main character has this long debate with um uh whatever the guy's name is on the ground i thought i had it but it's i don't remember anymore um yeah where he like he wants to assimilate him into the machine 
except they established and this is you know i don't know if it's the kind of anime i watch or what but like he he says something halfway through that movie about his skin because he gets healed by the the avatar aliens yeah right and avatar aliens are like that they're like oh maybe they um you know their their genetics are are slightly um related to the monster because all the organisms on earth are are trying to submit to godzilla in this weird sort of thing and they all look like him kind of and and so andrew and i almost both are like oh i'll bet the thing is not going to work on them because they're um you know that maybe at some point they're going to have to fight those natives because they're thing and then like in the next scene the the one guy is like you know i've had to treat some of the guys we brought here they don't feel well after coming inside Godzilla city uh, but it's only the ones that were treated by the um hota or whatever they're called yeah and i'm like oh yeah that's exactly what we just said so at the end of the movie he's having this debate where like the girl is going to die and the other guy wants him to um wants him to join the join in the with Mechagodzilla, be absorbed in the thing but they had already established that he was immune to it right like he has the yeah the how to healing stuff on him in him and so Mechagodzilla cannot absorb him and so yeah that whole debate is completely pointless right right it's not even possible for him to join and so i'm like the, the, you're just wasting our time the, now <laughs> you knew it already. Yeah. Well, I, I I will say that there there is this move this these movies now that we're talking about them are are there's going to such... be at least one more. The story's not resolved. Oh, at least sure. I mean, they got to make. I hope they make the real Mechagodzilla happen. But but anyway, I, I it has a lot of potential from a, a plot selling marketing yeah, it was an standpoint. Story. I mean, it's got it's got components that could happen. But it it just puts like the 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 writing that doesn't make sense in the in the plot structure, and then they fall short on some of the animation. Where like, okay, this is cool, this is cool, this is cool, but they don't do enough. Like, okay, that's one scene that's cool, but you do that one thing seven hundred times and nothing else, you know. Or or we'll build up to his new ability, and then it's just one thing. So I don't know. The the show was and not enough. I mean, it was fine, but it wasn't enough. And and I want to I want to point out that I always I had the same feeling for this that every single Godzilla movie I have ever watched, <laughs> I have is that um, he seems like such a cool character. And the Godzilla has had many interpretations throughout the years. Sure. My my favorite Godzilla personally is the one that's the hero that saves the world. Um, the most recent movie Godzilla did that, and um, you know some some of the others do, and this one was is the villain. I don't even know. Question mark is this guy is this Godzilla the villain or it's is he just the, a thing that they're attacking? It's the, it's the hippie villain, right? It's the aliens in Star Trek Four. Okay, right? They're he he destroys. He's gonna destroy humans because they polluted the Earth. Yeah, right, and yeah, which which makes him bad, but. Yeah, I don't know. I I just I, I didn't I didn't understand what they're doing with Godzilla here. I mean, are they going to beat him at the end and like, oh yay, humans win? That's a that's definitely a Godzilla that they have in Tokyo versions is that he's a monster to be overcome. 
Other ones is that he fights other monsters and saves humanity. Mm -hmm. So I, I didn't know this one. It, maybe that's why I didn't like it so much because he's he's just a complete villain. I mean, he murders that dude's like family on that ship. It's just the ship's taking off to run away, and Godzilla's like, "Boom! Nope, gonna kill you." Right. You know, like so. Just he's destroy, definitely destroy a, all humans, straightforward. Right. If, he's definitely a villain, but he's not like a cool villain. He's just like a okay. I'm impenetrable, and I have a super gun, and you have spears. So I don't. I don't, know, I don't know how well it holds up because I watched it like 15 years ago. But the um like classic i want to say pantheon but that's a whole group like the 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 ultimate like kaiju fighting kind of um anime series is an old series called uh neon genesis evangelion and i'm probably I, i've heard that i've heard that not seen it but yes um again it's been like 15 years ago that i saw it but it's very similar to pacific rim if you saw that uh, yeah, I did. So I like I like the first one. Im, the Im, one. Imagine Pacific Rim, except the 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 um, Jaegers, the the mechs that they use. Yes, sir. Yep. Are yep. not mechanically built. They're more organic, kind of like the uh, the Vipers in not Vipers, the um, Cylon Raiders in Battlestar Galactica. They're like Battlestar. They're mm -hmm. like organic mechs. Yep. And there's no two pilot. Like it's one pilot and the pilot links um mentally with the they call them uh I think they call them Avas or something. But it's a big yeah. it's a big mech that they control to fight the ones that are coming out of the ocean. So it's the okay. same basic premise, but um and again it's been a long time ago that I saw it, but it's it's one of those classics that people used to say, like, if you're going to get into uh, anime, you got to watch this, this, and this, and that's one of the ones on the list. Um, so that's that. The the you know I I I am gonna I'm gonna finish this topic here with saying that I'm not well versed in all of the Godzilla different movies and the different takes oh, yeah. on Godzilla. I'm, I'm not even remotely. But I mean, I, I have a little bit. So you may like this depending on your type, your take on Godzilla, sure. and you may like this based on your um, take, your your taste in anime. Mm -hmm. um, but for me, that that's why even Dennis and I, why we put yeah, it below the I don't half. Think this was made it could for be us. right. It, yeah, you're right. It, it wasn't meant for us. I mean, I enjoyed some parts of it, but I was not enthralled. I was not taken by it and 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 you know what there should be a scale that we just continue to go on it was better than the last jedi so <laughs> i would i would i would put it for that one nice. um so so what do we what do we have for you know what it's your week and and we're coming into gen con we don't have a lot do we're, we're we leaving, do we have we're leaving for we have gen a lot con of time two days and then we're gonna record a live show at gen con and then that will probably not be up next week but um, the week after and we might we might record next week's show a little bit late but I wanted to show you a Netflix original series um, that I've seen the first season of and they just put out a second season um, so I'll I'll rewatch it but since we only have two days before Gen Con let's just commit yep, only two let's just commit one episode it's a half hour show 
we'll commit one episode and then we'll talk at Gen Con. We might end up watching uh, three or four by the time we record again. But for now, we'll just say the pilot. And this is a series called uh, A Very Secret Service. And this is on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Um, Okay. It's set in, I want to say like the late 50s. Um, right around right around the same time as Mad Men. Um, okay. And it is a comedy about a, a guy working for the French Secret Service. Um, it's okay. In, it's in French. It's, it's a comedy. I'm, I'm all about the comedy. Yeah. So I'm, I mean, I'm good with that. It's, it's comedy, but it's French comedy. So it's, you know, probably closer to like British comedy than American comedy. Um, so okay so bear that in mind but it i watched it in french with subtitles just like you would watch an anime whoa okay all right that's that's asking a lot of me (laughs) (laughs) all right so 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 we're gonna watch we're gonna watch an anime last week so i i I felt a little safe in uh i I did i did go off the beaten path there it's Um, it's it's strange and quirky but um we'll we'll check it out so that's a very secret service on netflix we'll watch at least the first episode. At least the first episode. I, I, I'll try. I'm, I'm going to say, I'll admit that I'll I'll try to watch that tonight because we've got things going on for Gen Con. I'm going to try to watch two. You see, they're about thirty minute episodes. Yeah, right? I got to pack and do laundry and. Right, but but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna spend some time, especially if it's a comedy. I'm I'm in the mood for it. I need I need to get myself pumped for a for a a Gen Con happy happy thoughts. Right. For sure. Sure. Awesome. Uh, okay, well, we're 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 coming close to our our time here, man. So I think that we saved tons of lives tonight. There are people who are better off now than they were before. Um, I'm ready for Gen Con. Are you? I am. I am. I'm. You know, Gen Con is my is my classic. Fi- you know, longtime listeners of the show will know I'm all about moderated expectations. <laughs> Gen Con but- is one of those things that I. I, I have a hard time moderating my expectations. I'm, Andrew and I are going to try to... Uh, so we're driving down from northern Indiana. Uh, excited. Awesome. David, our, our brother who lives in Florida now, is flying up. So he won't be in town until like 8.30. He's going to... Or 8, I don't know, something, whatever, whenever right. it is. I mean, how, how cool is that? you got to get like a mini family reunion at a geek convention yeah, with exactly. all the cool it, stuff, right? Exactly. So he'll he'll show up like right in the middle of Fox's D&D thing. But... Um, Fox is is flying in a little early, sometime around eleven, and uh, our buddy Chris is going to drive and pick him up at the airport. And so Andrew and I are going to try to leave by like eight in the morning, which is a tall order for either of us. But dude, that's how you that's how you do a vacation or Gen Con or an event. You you leave early because you're excited about it. It's true. It's true. And if I'm exhausted from lack of sleep the first night then my sleep schedule should be right on track. Cause I actually bought tickets. <laughs> I bought tickets to a 9 a.m. event on Thursday, like an idiot, but um, no, no, well, you're, I've seen, I've seen your schedule. It's, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> it's, it's like, I don't know. I, I looked at it. It's very well balanced. It's got a lot of stuff in it with holes in it appropriately placed. So, so, so that I we could always go out for lunch. We could always, but anyway, we're going to try and get down there a little early. Maybe uh, um, Fox, Chris, Andrew and I will play the fallout game, which, I've heard is not very good, but Andrew and I are both fans of the of the theme and the style of Fallout, and um, I think Fox is too. So we'll 
We'll maybe give that a try. We'll at the very and least. We, we may play a game called Scythe. Scythe, is that right? I've heard that that been Scythe, tossed yeah. around. I think I think Trotsky's bringing that bringing that up or down. I think he's coming from Lafayette for some reason, but. Uh, right, right. That's where I, I'll tell you what. I'm just, I'm just excited. I mean, I, I want to finish this show with the idea that that our listeners hear that I'm, I am full of electricity. This is something that I love every year. I mean, we talk about it on this show. You know, have, it's in phases. We have scheduled but, to do so many things. We've we talked on this show about all the events. We're going to do True Dungeon for the first time. Most of us. Oh, it's going to be. I know. I mean, Trotsky right? and, and some of those guys have done it in the past, but we're yep. doing. We're doing Star Trek Adventures. I'm going to get the experience of making some other GM's life miserable instead of, uh, <laughs> I know, instead right? of being on the receiving end of that. Um, we're going to do the uh, the Lord of the Rings event, which is some weird, like, one team builds the adventure, the encounter pack, and the uh, other right, team right, plays it. so exciting to think about, right. it. Um, I mean, all of this on top of our, our normal, like, debauchery with friends and fun and night and... I mean, stay if up this too is, late, if th- drink too much. Right. I mean, if, if this isn't an example, quintess- set up to be the quintessential example of what Gen Con is and the fact that we'll have so much to do and I just can't see how we'll ever get 10% of it all done and see everything else and and uh, leave Gen Con feeling like we do every year, that, like there's not enough, I need to do it again next year. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. Just, I don't see that. There's no way that we can. Just exhausted and like, you know, on the one hand, like I'm always, I'm always glad to be home. I hate the drive now because it's, <laughs> right, it's like right. three hours. It used, it used to be an hour, and it could go back to Bloomington <laughs> and pass out and be fine. But um, it's always like, like you're ready to for it to be done when it's done. But I always feel like I didn't do. I always feel like at least somewhat unfulfilled. I'm like, oh, I, I missed this, and I didn't get tickets to that, and I. We're doing the we're doing the AEG big game night. I think you. Oh, said we are. We are. I've got for. tickets for that. Yes, that's a big, big thing, game night. So, yeah, I'm. Ex- see, I'm, see, I'm see I mean that that is that is what what you've just explained right there in the last two minutes is <laughs> what makes Gen Con great. If if listeners to this show have not been to the greatest four days of gaming ever, you need to go for that reason alone. Is that you you will go. And never be able to, you'll have the greatest time you've ever had and still feel like that you've only hit like the iceberg of the great times. And every, and I know so, we, we haven't had it yet, but we're ready. Every so often I meet or interact with a person who says they don't like board games. And I'm like, wait, yeah. wait can we can we back up? You're not just like, <laughs> there are plenty of people who like their idea of a board game is like categories and scene it. Or maybe yeah, right, right. Euchre. Sure. If I don't, right. I don't think we have many listeners outside of Indiana, but Euchre is a is a normal card game, like with a fifty two card deck. Well, it's, it's not because it's because it's half of the deck or whatever. Sure, sure, but sure, sure. I'm like, oh, that's cool. You're you're still playing board games from the fifties, but like, <laughs> it's not even that. It's like, it's like, oh, the, you, like you just, what do you do? Like you eat and you watch TV and you. You don't like board games what, at all. Any, what's your life? Like, right, yeah. like, have you have you tried any games besides Risk, Monopoly, and and Scrabble categories? Uh, um, and you know those people when you say pursuit. Gen Con, I go to play board games. That's what like, they think. Of. Like, have you I ever mean, tried that's what a good board game? Maybe, and uh, plenty of them have, and they just don't. It's just not their thing. I'm like, have you ever played a played a cooperative 
game. Andrew and I have been, um, this is off a little tangent here, but the, um, the pastor at the, at the church, my parents go to and, yeah. and we go to, um, uh-huh. he and Andrew meet about once a week for coffee, just to, just yeah. to chat and whatever. And Andrew has been introducing him to games. And oh, nice. so he's had me come along a couple of times and we've played smash up and, Oh yeah. And, the, and this guy yeah. is completely new to, to games. Like I, I said something, Andrew's copy of smash up is not sleeved. And I'm like, Oh, you, oh. Don't, you don't have, you know, sleeves. And, uh, He's like, uh, the, our pastor's like, um, he's like, what, what are sleeves? And I'm like, oh man, we got to back way up. Let me start we, at the we beginning. We're going to talk here. So these are cards. <laughs> <laughs> these are cards. At least um, how they get but, you. But it's, it's really cool. Like he's, um, you know, Andrew told him about uh, Pandemic and Pandemic Legacy. We're like, yeah, it's this and it changes over time. It's a new thing. It's. Dude, you, you're you're a drug amazing. dealer, is what you are. You're it's a also drug like, like to to a guy who, you know, he doesn't know about card sleeves, and so you're like, okay, well, first off, <laughs> there's there's this game called Pandemic that's cooperative. Like no classic <laughs> cooperative card game, game. No classic board games are cooperative, right? Yes, the right. closest you get to that is like Solitaire, right, where you're playing against the deck. Right. Like, okay, right. take that idea, and now there are four of you, and you're all playing against the deck together, working together. What a great explanation! Yes, right. Um, and then, then, like to jump to to a segue from that into legacy games. Okay, now imagine like you're playing Risk, <laughs> except when somebody wins, they burn Europe, and now nobody can take Europe next time you play. Or right. or whatever, and it's just this like what my mind is blown. Right, your mind your mind is blown. It's this crazy uh, kind of experience of of explaining to some. I mean, he's very enthusiastic. He's got uh, um, I think four. I think he has four kids, and so they've been playing. You know, with their family, just together. He's like, yeah, we played this Scrabble and it was, or Monopoly. And, it, right. it was cool, and uh, just just to um, I don't know. It's it's not a thing that I've ever been a part of because all of our friends have been more. Um, I've always had people introduce games to me, and yes, I've introduced games to my family, and they're always well, like you do that, you do do that, yeah. They're like varying levels of of interested or or enthusiastic, like never quite as much as I am. Though every once in a while. Um, you know, I introduced my, my dad and brothers to smash up and we got really into that for a while, but like to, to be way back at the beginning of somebody's board game journey at the, at the risk of sounding pretentious. Um, no, right at the beginning. Yeah, no, I agree. It's, it's a way to, it's like you hear about those stories where somebody, you know, somebody taught somebody how to play magic at a certain point like, <laughs> they were at a convention or right. something and they're like yeah this guy was like have you guys ever played this well let me show you how it goes and then they you know tried right. it and loved it and got involved and in now the they're, they're the life has changed forever <laughs> right, right. right i mean i mean it is and 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 what dennis has been saying uh to our listeners again who have not visited gen con or those who have been many years is that you know all of these things that you get to experience this joy of board gaming um, is 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 just the tip of the iceberg of what you experience when you go to this convention. It's it's 
he's explained one facet of it. When when there's also the cosplay part of it, there's the the video game part of it, there's the card game part of it, there's the tournaments, the 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 nightly movies. I mean, 24 hours this thing is happening for four or actually five days straight. People are celebrating their their hobby, their fun, their amazing stuff. So so I I know Dennis and I both are can't be more excited on this Monday night when Dennis is still going to start at 8 a.m. Wednesday, just you know, like 36 <laughs> hours away, um, to to be ready to go. And and this show this show was basically founded on the idea that that we talk about these things you know all the time when yeah. we're on the front porch with our friends. And, and here is a celebration, the largest celebration, right here in Indiana. It's, it's the world's largest thing uh, to go to. So w- we love it on this show. I think that everyone that is interested in any bit of p- pop culture will love, you know, uh, Penny Arcade Expo with PAX and will love Gen Con. So I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm excited. I'm ready to go. Uh, and I can't wait for our show I know you guys are listening to this like a week delayed, and I hope it's, that you can appreciate like it, what you saw. Over, like e- even if they were hearing it today, the four day badges are all sold out. So if if you, yes, if you like our show, if you live anywhere close to Indianapolis, it's like three and a half hour drive for me. I'm gonna get in the car eight a.m. and I'm gonna probably have Andrew listen to more of the Adventure Zone on the drive down. But, <laughs> yeah, um, and you you have any kind of interest in in board games and and can afford it to make to make the trip it's it's a good time yes it is and people come from all over the world i mean i i play with people from england from new zealand from australia california oh yeah I mean, who who feel that they would never miss this because it is the thing they put on their schedule and pay thousands of dollars for airline two, tickets two, and hotels two of our friends to. are are flying in yes and and like fox for example from dc would never miss this because of if not just all the things we said, but the camaraderie that is underlying between not just friends of the show or friends of us together, but you can go to the convention and find the camaraderie with people you're playing with. I mean, who whatever. You've never met. And we've talked about this in the past, like in just like board game people, quote unquote, seems like yes. seems like a really small niche. But even within that, like there are magic gamers, there are board game gamers there are yes there are people playing old games there are people who are there to buy new games like our friend trotsky um there uh-huh. are people who want to go and play tournaments of games that are out of print like um our buddy yeah. pat plays with HeroScape. um uh-huh. there are guys and they like, get to play it like your buddy bill who who are into the the miniatures the war games like yeah right there are people there just cosplaying like it's not yep. as much cosplay as a comic-con but like there are all different and whatever it is that you like, like there are so many people here, there who who are into that, who are into that one thing. I mean, Fox is is one of our friends who, and I think my brothers uh, David and Andrew and and myself to a certain extent, though I definitely come to Bloomington more than than either of them. But is a mm-hmm. chance. It's like a it's like a friend reunion. It's like a chance to to get together and see, you know, Fox used to live in Bloomington, so this is the one time a year that he gets to see everybody that he used to see all the time. Um yeah. you know, the for for our buddy Trotsky, it's a it's a chance to to get in and and buy stuff that's like brand new before 
you know, before anybody, like when it's brand new, before it's it's out of print, it's ever released, not out yeah, of print, yeah. but like it's not going to be available anywhere else. But if you come to Gen Con, you can get it like two months before it's whatever. Yeah, you know, like Gloomhaven, people are always it's always selling out. Um, yeah, you you mentioned, you mentioned new releases, auction houses. I mean, there new is releases, too much to ever. Houses, our 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 buddy Pat is is all about like the stuff that he can't necessarily talk people into playing which is a sentiment i can agree with i said that last week about world of warcraft like he can go to gen con and there are people that are that are super into heroescape and ticket to ride and and whatever i mean not you know ticket to ride no no yeah or or, or i bet you i guarantee you could find a warcraft like role-playing game session going where people who are like i love this system and i want to talk to you about it and the best part about all of these little niches, that, that these niches that you have for people, is that when you go to play with them, I played a Harry Potter board game last year, <laughs> and, and, and I go into there, they want you to play it so much that they just want you to have fun and enjoy it, and they're, and they're excited, and they could be the most introverted, nerd kind of person, but when, when you're, they're sitting down at a table, you've bought a ticket to, their, to the event, they sit down and light up like they, they feel comfortable. Yeah, you know, you are one of them. You understand Harry Potter, and we can talk on a on a common ground about this thing that Twilight Imperium or My Little Pony the card game, and we all are here for the same reason. And you know what? As introverted and as awkward as we might be, we can connect on this subject, and then everything else opens up. So if if you don't know if you would fit in with anyone there, if you find something you like. And you play a game with someone or watch a movie or go to an auction with somebody that, you know, and people around you that like that thing, it's going to be natural. It's just going to be something that you don't have a problem with. So I'm excited. How about you, Dennis? You ready to go? For sure. All right, man. Let's do this. (laughs) We'll we'll save. We'll save both. We've had this one topic on our list for the last month, but we'll talk about it eventually. (laughs) we've got a hundred hundred topics we had to talk about but but we're we're, it's it's not we're too excited for gen con it's not super time time relevant but all right everybody you've been listening to the front porch this is episode 49 oh we're gonna man one more dennis one more we're gonna mess up the numbering if we don't uh air the live show next because it's got we'll we'll figure it out hey note everybody we're we're coming up on a year and dennis and i don't know quite what we're gonna do for a year but but i know that we're gonna be excited about it so definitely listen to our one year anniversary and this Gen Con special that we've got going coming up. It's, it's undecided whether it will be a numbered issue or a special edition, but I, you should listen to it for sure because it's going to be something unique for Dennis and I to do and recording in an omnidirectional room thing, which would be <laughs> listening into what the front porch is with several of our friends from all over the country being able to come together and talk in a format that we've always talked in yep, that, yep. that inspired this so show. And, and if you want to listen to the special, that's what it's going to be about. Really fancy and long-winded way of saying that the sound quality will probably be bad. Sorry to interrupt if you. If you have ideas or suggestions for our, our one-year anniversary show, you can mm-hmm. go to our website, frontporchpodcast.com, and leave us a comment, yes. send us an email. Um I love it. I actually love don't love remember our email address off the top of my head, but right. uh, if you enjoy the show, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, podcasts, or anywhere podcasts are found. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm, I'm excited. I got so much to do, and I'm, we're so ready to I go. Got one more day, and I, I have to work tomorrow. Um, 
subscribe on Apple Podcasts or anywhere podcasts are found. While you're there, if you leave us a review, we appreciate it. Special thanks, as always, to our good buddies over at Geek Scholars Movie News. Woohoo, Chris, Jill, and Fox. And until next time, I'm Dennis. And I am Michael. For the front porch. Night, everybody. Night, guys. <laughs>